0: Hello and welcome to The Northern Connection podcast all about books. In each episode we chat to writers about their inspirations and their favorite books with a northern connection. This episode is hosted by myself, Emma and Rebecca, and we talk to Jenna Warren about her debut novel, Moon and Stars. Jenna was born in Middlesbrough and grew up in Saltburn-by-the-Sea. She studied theatre at the University of Hull and completed an MA in Creative Writing at Teesside University. Her stories have featured in the anthologies Whitby Abbey, Your Inspiration, and Through the Cracks, the Teesside Literary Society's inaugural anthology. She worked for several years as an assistant in an art gallery and her passion for books led her to open Book Corner, an independent bookshop in saltburn the moon and the stars is her debut novel welcome to the northern connection jenna oh
1: thank you and thank you very much for having me please can you tell us about your debut book the moon and stars okay uh so the moon and stars is um set in the modern day uh, it's mainly set in the west end in london and uh, it follows a character called Matthew who's a classically trained singer he's a he's a tenor um but he hasn't performed in front of people for about eight years uh because of various bad experiences he's had that have affected his self-esteem and self-confidence um so he's working as a manager at a theater called the moon and stars theater which is we later learn is threatened with closure and he uses his time um, after work to practice his singing alone in the auditorium when everybody's gone home and he gets a phone call from um, a lady who he used to know at uh, the conservatory he went to called Angela and he has a major crush on her basically and uh, she invites him to sing as a guest on her new album because she's like an opera singer And uh, he says, oh, yes, I'll do that. But then he thinks, oh, no, I don't have the confidence to do that, really. Uh, So he gets his friend Ralph, who is a lot more handsome and charismatic than Matthew is, or so Matthew thinks, uh, to mime to Matthew's voice, but appear on stage and basically pretend to be the owner of Matthew's voice. Uh, So it's a little bit of a comedy. It's a bit like Phantom of the Opera, crossed with Cyrano de
0: Bergerac, but set in the modern day. (laughs) <laughs> right can you tell us where the idea for the book came from
1: Okay well it's probably fair to say that I've been uh, a big fan of musical theater um since I was a kid basically Um, and uh, I've been obsessed with The Phantom of the Opera for about 25 years uh, so that's my favourite musical and I just really like the story Mm -hmm. and uh, I wanted to write something celebrating theatre and music and musical theatre that also updated Phantom um, into like a contemporary setting but changed the genre because Phantom's very dark and gothic and I Mm -hmm. wanted it to be sort of Rom- not romantic exactly, but thinking about how I could take some of the same themes and translate them into something that's almost a comedy or a yeah. split novel. Yeah. Um, I just felt that that would be an interesting thing to do, uh, mm-hmm. so that's where the idea came from.
0: Brilliant. Thank you.
1: You kind of just alluded to this really, but did the book's theme come from your own love of theatre and music? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean I got very interested in uh, theatre when I was about um, 11 or 12 and I joined an amateur dramatics group and so I was involved with that for many years and uh, then I studied theatre at university Mm -hmm. um, so I've always really loved it Mm -hmm. and uh, music as well. I I mean I'm not particularly musical but I enjoy singing in a choir Mm -hmm. with other people um so yes i i love a lot of different music a lot of different theater and it was a good excuse to write about things i really like
0: really (laughs) (laughs) so is the moon and stars theater is that based on a real place or have you sort of made your perfect theater
1: (laughs) i made it up i would Mm -hmm. say mainly Uh, it's a bit of an uh, amalgam of different theaters i imagine it is this quite small maybe it used to be a music hall back in victorian times and mm-hmm. i wanted to um make it um themed around um astronomy so mm-hmm. i um describe it as having like moon-shaped chandeliers and signs of um the zodiac and stuff on the walls and i, I just um yeah I, I just tried to have fun with it really i, I basically made it up <laughs> <laughs> your perfect theatre yes absolutely (laughs) and
0: the main character in the book matthew is originally from the northeast is this a place that's significant or special to you yes uh,
1: very much so i have lived in the northeast all my life Um, i was born in middlesbrough uh, as you can probably tell from my accent (laughs) Uh, and uh, then i've lived um, in uh, north yorkshire um, Basically, since I was a little kid. And uh, I went to university um, in the Northeast as well. I went to the University of Hull and then I went to um, Teesside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's always been um, home, I would say. Yeah. And uh, although not that much of the book is set in the Northeast, it's mainly set in London. I, I felt as though it was important to Matthew as a character to refer back. Mm-hmm. So there's times when he'll go and visit his family back at home in Newcastle, and uh, there's other times when he's like, like thinking about flashbacks when he was at school in the north, and I feel as though that sort of helped shape his character. Um, yeah. So I really, I was quite keen to write about that.
0: Yeah. Um, so in, in the book, friendship and uh, finding friendship in perhaps unexpected places is important throughout. Um, What do you hope that readers will take away from your book? Well,
1: I think the friendship thing came from partly really enjoying writing about the dynamics between people. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, when the book starts, Matthew sort of on his own, he doesn't really have any friends to speak of other than Ralph, who was his best friend when he was a kid. So they've kind of grown up together but they've grown apart a little bit Mm -hmm. um and angela as a love interest uh he hasn't seen her for a long time and he's sort of put her on a bit of a pedestal in the meantime so he's he, he can't really be himself around her he's always trying to hide his anxieties and you know be on his best behavior and he feels a bit ashamed if she sees him panicking that sort of thing um so when he introduced the band, um, it gave another set of characters for him to bounce off. So he starts being a real music snob. Yeah. Uh, he ends up in this rock band just to do somebody a, a favour in exchange for borrowing this posh keyboard. And uh, he finds that his uh, next door neighbour, Lucy, is also in the band and they don't get on particularly well. Um, and, that was really good fun to write because it was a group of people together and they're all musicians and they all have different ideas and um then i realized that his matthew's relationships like were growing organically out of this band and i, I do think sometimes when you write about friendship I I still st- I still I still think it can be trivialized a little bit as opposed to like romantic writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was keen to write about friendship in that sense, yeah. and also, I I wanted to write something about somebody who maybe hadn't hit the life milestones that he feels as though he should have done by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike his sister who has and it's all in his head and nobody's really putting any pressure on him but i felt as though giving him friendship helped him to sort of acknowledge that actually that was okay it's, he's fine mm-hmm. um and sorry that's really spoilery <laughs> but that uh, that that's kind of what i want to be the takeaway to be that people have different routes through life i guess yeah yeah, yeah.
0: No, when you read a book you don't want to be reading about someone who's got it all sorted do you yeah. <laughs> you want to be able, able to boring isn't it <laughs> you yeah. want to be able to connect with the character and think yeah <laughs> and and that's I like, like, it, sorry i was going to say that i felt like matthew was more himself with the people that he thought that he wasn't going to get on with than he was with people that he knew from his
1: earlier younger life yeah yeah, yeah i think i'd agree with that definitely um, I mean, there's, there's something, something just really, I don't know, fun about putting somebody who thinks he's a classical musician and he's a bit of a music snob and throwing him into this different environment where he doesn't feel as though he really fits and then finding acceptance there. I just found yeah. that really enjoyable to write. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And are you able to tell us what you're working on next? Uh yes I am attempting to write uh, a fantasy novel. Mm. Um I'm it came about because I wanted to write another novel about performers uh, but I wanted to write it in a slightly different way. So I'm writing about magical musicians and I'm setting it in North Yorkshire and it's mainly rural. Um, so I, I, I wanted the contrast. I wanted to write something set in the countryside, mainly rather than setting it in the city again. And yeah, it's about a violinist and I'm really enjoying writing it. And it has this sort of Nordic folklore theme going through it. And again, it's just something that I became quite interested in and I wanted to write about it because I thought it would sounded fun. <laughs> uh, that tends to be what I do. Um, so it's a little bit different and I hope it'll find a home somewhere but I don't know yet really so I'll have to mm. wait and
0: see. That's great. Um so you I mean in my opinion you you live in the dream. You've got your own independent bookshop haven't you in Saltburn called I, Book Corner.
1: I do that's right and yeah. I I've had it for a long quite a long time now where we opened in 2014. We were originally in this tiny little unit which was like a bit of a broom cupboard and it was literally in the corner of station square in saltburn and um a few years later uh, a bigger shop unit became available so we moved and uh yeah it's a it's a the independent bookshop and it's a sort of a general bookshop so we do a nice mix of fiction and non-fiction and it's all new books and the some uh, sort of remainder books as well mm. and uh, yeah it's it's been really lovely it's um quite a nice arty community saltburn and so it's had quite a lot of nice support so i have a nice sort of group of regulars now so yeah i'm pleased with it
0: can i ask you what's selling really well at the moment just <laughs> yeah um
1: big sellers for me are sort of cozy crime the sort of um the the vintage crime classics that the british library publishes they yeah. do well i love those um, uh, picture books mm-hmm. uh nature writing anything in the local interest yeah yes um I, I would say that sort of categories tend to go rather than individual books and i i think that's probably because we're a little bit small to sell things in huge volumes yeah uh but yeah those are like the big selling sort of areas for us so it's a nice sort of wide range really yeah
0: and you're obviously spoilt for choice on reading matter but what are you
1: currently reading um i've just started reading i'm probably about 50 pages into it um, a book called Cold Fish Soup by Adam Farrer, and it's a memoir, and it's about, or well, so far, it's about him growing up in uh, Withernsea on um, uh, the the um, East Yorkshire coast near Hull, and uh, it's really interesting. I mean, it's it's quite dark in places, but it's really really funny. It has this real sort of dark humour, which is really well observed running through it as well and uh i'm reading it partly because he's coming to do an event with us on the 7th of december so mm. um, i'm looking forward to that as well but yeah i'd really recommend it it's a really good book
0: yeah i'm just i'm thinking i i think he wrote something for test signal the he did he, he did, did. Yeah, and yeah it was hilarious yeah really really funny yeah about it was satin in sea wasn't it and was it about his mum? I think. Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. It was really funny. Anyway, yeah, I remember her and Rachel, who's normally with us, but she's um I think she's gone to the theatre with her daughter tonight. And oh. um, she went to university in Hull, and so she really identified with the story and thought it was really really funny as well. So oh, that's great. So you're having him in your shop? Yeah.
1: Um, on the seventh of December on the, the evening. Um, there's a little um centre called the uh, Bath Street Centre, um in, in the town not far from the shop. So because the shop's small, I tend to use that for book group meetings and mm. events and things. So it's really nice. Um so yeah I'm looking for he's gonna gonna do a talk and a QA for us. So and there's still tickets available so
0: <laughs> if you would like to come along. It sounds great. Um And can you recommend a book or an author with a northern connection? I know you've just sort of recommended Adam, but um, would you be able to recommend another one to us, please?
1: Yes. um, Earlier this year, I read a wonderful book called The Electric by Tim Murgatroyd, And uh, again, um, I picked it for the book group that I run through the shop and um, it's set in York, uh, just after just after the um, First World War, and it's about a musician who comes back from fighting, and uh, he's been quite badly injured in, in the war, and uh, he's a, a musician, he plays all sorts of musical instruments, but he goes to work as a violinist at this silent cinema called The Electric, so it's about it's a bit about like the sort of lost art of um, accompanying silent movies as a, as a musician, which is really interesting. Mm. And um, it's also about his sort of recovery from his experiences in the war and how that affects him. And there's a couple of nice little fans with the opera link, so I feel as though well I need to plug this book as well. Mm. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's a really good character, very, very interesting and it's about his relationships and the other people in the city who work at the cinema and yeah it's just again really well observed and really lovely so Mm. and and it's anybody who loves york it's a really good evocation of york but it sort of delves into the history as well and uh, it doesn't shy away from the poverty and the state the city was in after the war and so yeah i would
0: i would highly recommend it it's great it does it sounds it sounds great i love books set in york as well (laughs) um jenna would you be able to read us um a page or two from your book just so that we can get a flavor of it
1: yeah of course yeah uh let me decide i haven't actually done this for a while Uh, bear with me no
0: problem we have just i have just sprung it on you
1: (laughs) Okay, so there is a little bit that I normally read, which I bet I'm not going to be able to find. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, so I'll read a little bit where uh, Matthew comes home uh, from from work, and this is where he meets his next door neighbor Lucy, who's just moved in. Okay. I glided home on staves of music. I'd expected our reunion to be awkward and I'd been so wrong. Once I'd overcome my initial nervousness, I'd felt entirely comfortable singing with Angela. There was an independent music shop just around the corner from my flat. It was almost impossible to see through the windows, which seemed to be plastered with posters advertising every gig in East London. But inside was a world of treasures for the serious music enthusiast. They sold vinyl sheet music and even a selection of second-hand instruments. Today, I wanted CDs. Ralph had tried to persuade me to download my music, but I wouldn't hear of it. I had patiently explained that buying CDs ensured musicians received fairer royalties while giving me the pleasure of owning a physical item complete with sleeve notes. I also made a point about supporting the high street, my arguments must have worked because Ralph had not questioned my CD ownership again. I didn't buy them very often, I couldn't really afford it, but today was different, I was after all celebrating my first day as a professional recording artist, I deserved a treat. I went straight to the classical section and found a two-disc compilation called Songs of Love and Passion, the greatest opera duets of all time. It looked perfect. Once home, I freed the album from its wrapper, inserted the disc into my ancient stereo and pressed play. The room vibrated with the scream of an electric guitar. I leapt away from the stereo and made a grab for the CD case. Surely there had been some horrible mistake. This couldn't be Songs of Love and Passion. I realised the noise wasn't coming from my stereo but from next door. It sounded as though the guitar was being deliberately provocative, raging against all that was musical, while the sounds of the orchestra emitting from my CD player were completely drowned out. I've always believed that listening to music in one's own home should be a private, intimate experience. If you want to share music, go to a concert where you know others will share your musical taste. I'm also of the opinion that when people play their music loud, their taste in music is invariably awful. This is particularly true of people who drive around with their windows of, the car, of their cars rolled down. I glared at the wall. When this didn't work, I turned my music up, rotating the dial until it was playing at full volume. But it still wasn't enough to drown out the electric guitar which continued to shout like the wretched extroverted instrument it was. I turned off the CD player and left my flat. At this point I realised I couldn't hear any of the instruments. This suggested that the poser, who lived behind door number two, was playing the guitar himself. Marvellous. I reached flat two and knocked. The guitar continued. I knocked harder. There was a horrible whine of feedback followed by a muffled curse. I folded my arms and waited. There were footsteps. The door opened a crack. I preferred to give the incompetent instrumentalist a piece of my mind. The door opened further to reveal a woman with short black hair. She looked about the same age as me, late 20s, and she was wearing a baggy purple jumper. The hint of a tattoo, some sort of flower design, poked out from under her sleeve. She leaned on the doorframe and regarded me with a pair of quizzical dark eyes. Yes. Hello, I said. I live next door. Oh, yes. I was just wondering if you might keep it down just a little. Sorry, I'll be finished in a bit. It's just that I'm trying to listen to opera. It's important. Her face softened a little. You must be Matthew, the landlord told me about you. I'm Lucy, she stuck out her hand. I shook it out of politeness, but my mind was very much in our landlord. Had he gone mad? Does he know about the guitar? I asked, dubious. Yes, he said you're a musician too, so you wouldn't mind. I sighed. Well, I do mind a bit. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. That's all right. Just, would you please keep it down slightly? I'm working. I thought you were listening to opera. Yes, well, that's part of my work. She didn't look convinced. What instrument did you pl- do you play? I'm a singer. I felt a small thrill at being able to see it and know I was being honest. Until yesterday, I had felt like an imposter, even though I had the knowledge and the training. An opera singer? Not really. Sort of. You're sort of an opera singer. Opera singers perform in operas? I sing classical crossover. Lucy raised an eyebrow. So you're an opera singer who doesn't sing opera? It's a bit more complicated than that. This was wasting valuable research time. It was also a sore point. Under different circumstances, I might well have become an opera singer. You wouldn't understand. Oh, really? Her eyes narrowed. Why is that? Her expression made me falter. Because, well, you obviously enjoy heavy rock music. If you listen to some opera and then some classical crossover, you would see that there are differences. It's complex, very different from rock. Are you seriously going to mansplain music genres to me? What's mansplaining? Lucy rolled her eyes. Look, Matthew, it's been a delight, but I've had all the musical education I require. Goodbye. She shut the door in my face.
0: Well, really, how rude. (laughs) that's brilliant thank you so much you really got a, a sense of the humor coming through there <laughs> thank you so well since i've read from it actually <laughs> that's wonderful so it's available it's available now through all the usual outlets and obviously yeah. through, through your bookshop <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's published by Fairlight Books. Uh, it's available from all the independent bookshops, Waterstones, uh, the big online people. Um, there's also, if you'd like to listen to somebody read it much better than I can, uh, there's a there's a brilliant um, audio book, an unabridged audio book. Um, again, available through all the normal platforms. It's read by a wonderful actor called Matthew Biddulph. And okay. he's absolutely great. He has the voice sort of just as I would imagine his voice is, is wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, I would recommend that as well. <laughs> That's,
0: That's great. So, listen, thank you so much for um, for coming on The Northern Connection and wishing you lots and lots of luck. Um, oh,
1: thank you very much. And yeah, thank you
0: for being me. Yeah, take care. You too. Thank you. thank you so much for listening. We now have a Northern Connection page on bookshop.org and there you'll find the books that we uh, talk about in each episode along with books recommended by us and by authors we chat to. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or X at Northern Pod, and we're on Instagram The Northern Connection. We'll be back soon with another episode. Bye for now.